What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to the Starting Point Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kilcourse. And, you know, today is such an exciting day, guys, because as you can imagine, it is my first episode. It is my first one-on-one conversation, which is, as you know, what I have been striving towards. And uh, in case you guys missed it, last week I put out the introduction video, which was just a short, you know, four to five minute video explaining everything this podcast is going to be about. And uh, it told you guys how I got into the podcast and just give you a little bit of background on me. So if you guys haven't listened to it, I recommend going to give that a listen. And also, if you guys have not got a chance to follow the podcast on Instagram, now is your chance. Just go to Instagram, type in at starting point podcast and shoot me a follow. And uh, this Instagram page will be all about giving you guys updates on the podcast uh, when new episodes are coming out. And also give you guys a chance to message me. If you guys have feedback, comments for me, positive or negative, doesn't matter. And um, also, I want to let you guys know, I'm open to you guys. Shoot me a message if you guys ever want to get on the podcast with me. Just shoot an idea, and I would love to include anyone that wants to get on. Like I already mentioned with the feedback, I want to thank everyone who has already given me um, positive feedback. It really keeps me motivated and determined to keep pushing on with the podcast because starting something new, you don't always know if you're going to be good at it. So. The positive feedback has helped me tremendously. I just want to talk briefly about the guests I have on today. I'll just go on and tell you it is my brother, Nick. And let me tell you, ever since I thought about making a podcast, he had to be the first person that came to my mind to come on an episode with me. So I figured what better way to do it than on the first episode. And just a brief background about my brother himself. He has been serving in the United States Army for about two years now and has been stationed overseas in Italy for about a year and a half now, just to give you a little bit of insight of what he's been doing while in the army. And just some background on the conversation we're going to have today, it's going to be about him working out, but more importantly, it's going to be about how maybe it started off as just a habit or routine or something he likes to do and ultimately turn into a lifestyle for him and ultimately how it's just impacted his entire life for the positive, of course. So that being said, I'd like to introduce Nick into the podcast. What's going on, Nick? Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Good to be here. Appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, it's awesome. I appreciate you taking the time, you know, being in the Army. I also being in the military myself, I know what it takes. I know you're very busy, so I appreciate you finishing your schedule. And I think before we get into the episode, it would only be right for you to just give a brief background on um, your time in the Army so far, living overseas, and then you can also touch on during a quarantine, you know, during a pandemic, how it's been overseas. So if you just want to give some background on that, would be awesome. Awesome. Yeah, Chris. So I joined the United States Army in May of 2018. Did the whole basic in AIT. AIT is essentially uh, where you learn your job. So I'm a financial management technician. You know, not, not your typical guy that's, you know, lifts weights, but that's how it is. Um, so I came over to Italy in January of 2019. Uh, you know, did a little traveling. It's been a pretty cool job. For the most part, you know, it's just a, it's just an office job. So the gym is has really been a nice release. Um, during the quarantine, uh, the gym was closed, so I kind of found a new love, which I'm sure we'll get into a little later. But you know, you had to switch things up, so it kind of became more calisthenics, body weight exercises, a lot of running as opposed to my typical uh, weightlifting regimen. Um, but now the gym's back open, so getting back into my weightlifting regimen, I kind of you know, learn, learn a lot of different things. There's different ways to work out. There isn't one size fits all. So I think that's, that's really cool. Um, and definitely something that I'm going to keep in my toolbox as I go on. Well, that's awesome. And, um, from me and we have, uh, from all the listeners, you know, we all thank you for your service. 
And honestly, you kind of answered all my questions right there, so let's just get right into it. Awesome. Um, you talked about different workout routines. You said running, calisthenics, and weights. Um, I know it sounds like you do all of them, but what would you say is your favorite and kind of why? You know, why do you like doing this certain workout? Awesome. So I guess this can, can kind of go back to how I actually began lifting weights. Um, I was always a hockey player. I was always very undersized, you know, um, and I just want, I wanted that edge. You know, I was aggressive. You know, I played with hard. I was, I was talented, but I just wasn't quite as big as everybody else. I, I didn't match up physically, and it really bothered me because I knew to take my game to the next level, I was really going to have to, you know, do something about that. And unfortunately, genetics aren't on my side. Um, thankfully, Dad, you know, of course, as you know, was a competitive power lifter through the 80s and 90s. And, you know, I, I, I know he always wanted to pass the torch down to us. So when I was about 12 years old, I, he, you know, I kind of talked to him, hey, I really want to lift weights. And, you know, what do I got to do? Am I allowed to, am I allowed to do that? So he decided to take off of work one day and, you know, take me to a doctor and, basically said, hey, is, is it going to hurt him if he starts lifting weights at, you know, at 12 years old? Um, and reluctantly, the doctor said, no, just, you know, you got to start light. And of course, that's what we did, uh, you know, proper technique, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so, you know, basically, I, I started bench pressing, you know, with a, basically just a five pound metal bar that, you know, held up a bench, <laughs> which was pretty cool. But, you know, really, really learned proper form and technique. And, you know, my, my strength definitely, it definitely came over time, you know, as I started to learn how to do it and stuff like that. But, you know, after about a year or two, I really started to kind of come into my own. I was able to match up physically with people. And it, it really changed my life as far as, you know, lifting weights and just getting stronger uh, from, a, from an athletic standpoint. Right, right. So um, you said you started working out at 12, 12 years old, so that puts you at 24. So that's 12 years of working out. Um, that's a long time. And honestly, that's very impressive. I I'll be honest, I'm sure most people can't say they even thought about working out at 12. So the fact that you were motivated and determined at such a young age is very inspirational. But, um, you know, would you say you've been consistent since 12? Because I would just like to, I, you know, I'd like to hear about that. Have you, would you say consistency has always been on your side? Oh, of course. You know, you know, maybe a, a week or two if you're sick or whatever. But, no, I, I definitely – from my, you know, dad, our dad teaching us, you know, you got to be, if you're going to be consistent, you, you know, keep going. If you're not going to be consistent, there's no point. I, you know, I tell people that now when I, you know, I start to train, you know, new people, you know, they come to our unit or whatever, you know, they, you know, I basically tell them, if you're going to be consistent, then great. Then, you know, come with me every day. Don't worry about the weight you're doing. Just, just get your, you know, get in the gym. But if you're not going to be consistent, then you're wasting your time and you're wasting my time. Um, right. Sorry, what were you going to say, Chris? Uh, so what would you say, um, that's great. I mean, saying consistent is great. What would you say has been that driving factor to make you be consistent? Because I know personally for me, um, I haven't worked out nearly as long as you. I, I found struggles, you know, throughout the years on just staying consistent. Um, different things would come up, and I would think I was too busy to work out. So what would you say um, has been that driving factor to always keep you consistent? Of course. So I, I contributed back to my why. Like, why did I start lifting weights? You know, I started lifting weights because – I was a small kid. I was super undersized. People were knocking me around. And to be honest, that really pissed me off because I knew I was as good, if not more talented than them. But if someone, you know, they just, you know, they, they I, got, I got bullied. I was getting bullied around. And, you know, I always remember that. And to me, you know, that's when dad got me into powerlifting. I started doing powerlifting contests and lifting even heavier weights. You know, I started competing. And to me, it was, it was really cool being this little guy and being able to lift, you know, at, at 14 years old, you know, deadlifting 300 plus pounds. I, you know, not to sit here and brag, but I don't know many 14-year-olds, you know, that were lifting over 300 pounds. So it was a really cool feeling for me 
being that little guy and kind of showing that, you know, just because you're small doesn't mean you're, you know, you're incapable of lifting heavy weight or, or being as strong as everybody else. Right. And, um, so obviously it sounds like you excelled pretty quickly in weightlifting, which is great. And, uh, you've already been touched on hockey. So would you say there was a certain point where you found that, you know, that the lifting weights was really starting to pay off when you noticed that guy that might have bullied you, you know, last year, two years ago, you were the guy now quote unquote bullying him in hockey. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I even had friends who, you know, I would play against them and, you know, it was never malicious, but you know, you start knocking them around and, you know, they look to, you know, they look next to them and be like, holy shit, that, you know, this guy hit me, you know, it's, you don't expect to get knocked off your feet from a guy who is, you know, five foot, a hundred pounds, but you know, right. um, but then I, you know, when I, when I went to high school, I started playing ice hockey and that's, that's when it really started paying dividends. You know, you just become a stronger skater from, you know, stronger legs, you know, doing all those heavy squats, heavy deadlifts. Um, you really hold your own, you know, when you, you know, from, you know, then you got your upper body exercise, which, you know, get you, get you stronger that way. So you can kind of throw those hits and, you know, knock these bigger guys who are, you know, almost six foot, 200 pounds off their feet. And, you know, they're not expecting that either. So it just, it adds a totally different dynamic to your game as well. So I, I noticed that. So I would definitely recommend anybody who's in sports at a young age, what, you know, whether you are a little undersized or not, I, you know, lifting weights, if you do it safely, you know, you can start, there's, there's research out there. You can probably start at 10 years old, you know, nine years old. If you just, you know, you keep it light, you practice good form, you know, and it'll really pay dividends to your game in the long run, for sure. I agree. I would say that um, that starting something, starting something that early, you know, it's going to set you up for the long term, right? Because you're building your muscles, um, you're you're building habits and routines, which is always a great thing. Um, you mentioned, uh, obviously, it's funny, but our dad, you know, is the one that really got you into weightlifting. So I guess that would be who inspired you to start working out. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. So you obviously know, but for the people listening, our dad was a, was a power lifter. He was a competitive power lifter. He lifted in the 165 pound weight class. So like I said, our genetics weren't on our side. So you really had to, you know, he really had to work hard. I, you know, I actually asked him a couple weeks ago, you know, why did you actually start lifting weights? I was, you know, I was just genuinely curious. And, you know, he went through a divorce and he, you know, he found weightlifting was kind of his, th- you know, weightlifting kind of saved him. It kind of got him back on track and, you know, got him going well. And he, uh, you know, so we started lifting with a lot of, you know, bigger guys who were benching, you know, four or 500 pounds. And you want to keep up with the big boys, you got to lift the weight. And, you know, you can't complain. Like, like, like I said earlier, you got to be consistent. He was consistent. You know, he's a big bencher. Um, he's a three fifty. he's a career 352 pound bencher at 165. So, you know, we got big shoes to fill. Um, for me, the deadlift, you know, the deadlift was my big thing, which, you know, I just find funny. My deadlift is bigger than his, but, you know, the bench – you're always working for that. So I, it's kind of like I'm always chasing him. Um, it's like a friendly competition, in my opinion. No, that's awesome. And I couldn't agree more because as I sit here in our basement, which, like I said, me and you know about some of the listeners might not know, we have all the weights and we have the pictures of him on the wall, you know, benching, lifting. I think that's definitely, it gives you something to strive towards. And you mentioned how he was a, you know, a big powerlifter in the 80s and the 90s. And you've also touched on you doing powerlifting. Um, You've done a couple of competitions before. Could you just touch on that and um, how you prepare for them, and also how they went overall? Absolutely. So, like you said, like Chris said, um, growing up, our dad in the basement, you know, had all the pictures of him with his biggest squat, his biggest deadlift, his biggest bench. You know, he, he looks, he looks, he to me, he was like a superhero. You know, um, and that really inspired me. And, and the competitive nature, the competitive drive that I have, you know, I wanted to. I wanted to turn weightlifting into something where I could win. You know, I wanted to compete against people and, 
and, and showed you know the, all the progress that I made. There's there's something there's something to be said about just going onto a platform after you know x amount of weeks, whether it's 12, 16, how many, however many weeks you train for a contest. Um, so yeah, so my first competition we did, I was four, I believe I was fourteen, so about a freshman in high school uh, in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. I was can't remember what weight class I was in, but I can tell you it wasn't much more than a, weighing 100 pounds. There maybe two or three people in the weight class, and, uh, you know, I won. I, I honestly couldn't tell you my stats from that one, but, it, you know, it was very gratifying, uh, you know, all the hard work um, through playing hockey and weightlifting. So it was, it was kind of hard to fit the training in, but, you know, if you want something bad enough, as you know, you know, you go for it. So I would come home from school, you know, I'd have hockey practice at maybe, you know, seven at night, so from – four to six or whatever, we, you know, dad and I, we would get our lifts in. We would make sure we, we hit our bench, our deadlift, our squats. If we had to shorten the workout, we made sure we got in what we needed to get in for the day. Um, and then we did another competition. I believe I would have been 16. Yeah, I was 16. I, you actually competed with us. I know you, you did the bench press only contest. <laughs> yeah, actually. There's pictures down there too of that. And it's really funny to look at. It's also inspiring. Um, like you just said, if he was 16, I was 13, I might have been benching 60 pounds in the bar. But I think that just goes to show that it doesn't matter, you know, how strong you are, how old you are. Just get out there and compete. Um, like the name of the podcast says, it's all about starting. So I look to do another um, powerlifting competition in the future. And who knows? Maybe if I never did that one, I would have never been inspired to, you know, do another one. Yeah, it's it's – it's addicting, you know, because I mean, you're at this contest, and yes, it's called a contest. You're you're competing against everybody else, but everybody's there to cheer you on. You know, I, I go up there. I was, you know, I was 16 years old. I think I hit like a 315 deadlift at maybe 100 pounds, and you know, people are going nuts for this this young kid who, when I was 16, I looked about 12. You know, it, it's pretty neat just seeing, you know, seeing the the weights that people are actually capable. Your body's a lot more capable, capable of a lot more, you know, than than we really give it credit for. Agreed. You know. Um, so, you know, so, you know, so dad and I, we, and you, we trained for that one, kind of the same, same thing. I, you know, I would come home from school and we would train, uh, we would train before school, basically did whatever we could to get it in for the day. Um, I think, I believe we were training maybe four or five times a week. We would keep our, and this is for anybody out there who's kind of just starting to get into weightlifting. We would track our, all our progress. We had, we went through so many composition books of just the exercise, how many reps, sets, and so each week you kind of see that progression and, and a lot of weightlifting, it's really just mental is, you know, you, you go, you, you have a successful lift nine times out of 10 before you even step under the bar. You know, if you tell yourself you can, you can lift that weight, you're going to lift that weight. Um, and I, obviously that, that kind of goes to all throughout life, but in this case, you know, uh, we're just talking about weightlifting. And then my, my most recent contest was in 2017. So about a year before I joined the army, this was after our dad got arthritis in the elbow, you know, unfortunately benching heavy and, and doing heavy weight does catch up to you, you know, after, after a while. But so this one I trained for myself. So it was pretty neat. I was, this is, this is probably where I was most proud of myself. Cause I did it all, you know, I did it all on my own. Um, and I won I, I, that, that was, I hit a PR, which PR stands for personal record. I hit a personal record in all three of my lifts. I won the overall. So pound for pound, I was the strongest one in the contest. Um, so that was pretty gratifying for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've been talking about your power competitions a lot. And you said the last one you did was right before you joined the Army. Um, I don't know. It might be hard on Italy. I could be wrong. Uh, do you see any power competitions in your near future in Italy or maybe when you get back to the States? 
That's a good question. So I, I did actually. There was a so there was a contest actually in uh, Verona, Italy, which is apparently I'm, I'm stationed in Vicenza, Italy. Verona, Italy is maybe a 20, 25 minute drive away, and it, and it's a shame because before the quarantine, there was the whole gym was it was pretty cool. The whole gym was training for this. I mean, there was probably 50, 60 people. You know, you go to the gym the same time every single night, and you see the same people and. You know, they're all training for the same thing. Everyone was all amped up and every, everyone was excited. You know, like I said earlier, you know, everyone, it's a contest, but everyone's kind of there for each other. You know, I met people in that gym just because I power lift, you know, they see someone wearing Chuck Taylors. They know, they know that guy's a power lifter. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, you make contacts, you make friends, and then you kind of, you talk about how you're trained, how they're trained and how you can kind of combine, um, how you can kind of combine your training techniques with theirs. Cause like, like I said earlier, also there's, you know, there's no one size fits all, um, you know, training method, you know, you kind of got to pull, you know, you kind of get the best of all different worlds. Um, but yes, I, I would, I would love to compete out here. I think it'd be really cool to have an international powerlifting contest under my belt. Um, but for now, you know, in, in our gym, we have, it's called the gym rat program. So there's a thousand pound club and there's the, you know, the 1500 pound club. So right now everyone's just kind of striving to, you know, to get their name on the board. There's only so many slots on the board. So more people are training for that because that seems that's more likely than a, than a full blown powerlifting contest, you know, for the, for the foreseeable future. Right. Uh, so you just said something actually, um, it kind of uh, struck a chord, not the right word, but I don't want to focus all powerlifting here, but you did make a good point when you said, you know, you guys were all in there training together. So it sounded to me that you guys almost formed like a, a little camaraderie, kind of like a team, and it's all just because you guys had the same common goal. Absolutely, that's correct. Yeah, so I find it interesting because over here in Italy, fitness isn't really um, – it's not really on the forefront of, of, of Italians. You know, they, they run a little bit, but the average Italian is a very skinny guy and very slender, same thing with female. They don't really lift weights. Um, the, only, the only Italians that really lift weights are the ones who are on our base and they kind of associate with Americans – but uh-huh. my point is, is that we kind of all would have been going together. Like it would have basically been our contest. I really don't see many Italians powerlifting. There's not many powerlifting gyms around here. I mean, you go to an Italian gym and it's really, you know, treadmills and, and just your, you know, your everyday machines that you would see at like a you know, Planet Fitness or, a, you know, or a, you know, a fitness place, you know, kind of like that. So it was pretty neat. It would, kind of, it would have been cool. It would have basically been, you know, the, our base taking over a meet, um, and I met a lot of people throughout the process that I probably wouldn't have talked to. You know, I don't, you see every day, and you don't really, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't work with them, so you don't think you have anything in common. But you know, right. six o'clock every day, you know, here's this guy, you know, this guy's deadlift, and it's his heavy squat day. You know, and you kind of, you kind of, uh, you kind of lean on each other, you rely on each other, you always have a spot, um, and you're always just trying different things. So I, the camaraderie is cool. I, I, the army in general, the camaraderie is is a big thing, but to, to even to go be one step beyond that and kind of find that, that common ground, it's, it's really cool. And I think it'd be fair to say that, um, you guys all being in the gym together, I would assume, you know, you guys have to push each other to always do better each and every day. Oh, absolutely. You know, if you're, you know, you're, it's your squat day and your buddy walks in, he's walking by, he's always, you know, he's going to shit on you and kind of, you know, is that all you got? Or then you're going to want to throw him more weight or else someone a little bigger than he's going to make fun of you. Um, um, so just, uh, I don't know how to word this. So I'm sure there's a lot of guys in there training, but did you see females in there as well? You know, training for the powerlifting competition? Yeah, I actually, we, so we have a female here. She works at the gym. We actually became, you know, pretty good friends. Um, I kind of helped train her a little bit for the contest and, 
you know, she, she works out with some pretty big guys as well. So she kind of shares tips with me about, um, you know, kind of how they're working. And, you know, there's a reason that these guys are, you know, their totals are over 15, 1600 pounds, you know, with the way they train. So you can learn, you know, like I said, you can learn from anybody, whether it be male or female, whether they're weaker or stronger than you, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, I think it's really cool when females power lift that, you know, a lot, you know, unfortunately there's a stigma with amongst people that females think if they, you know, they lift heavy weights, they're going to get bulky and they're going to, you know, look, I guess, unattractive. I don't know how else to word that, but it's pretty cool seeing females train and I, I, you would probably see it more in the military because fitness is at the, as is, is more of a standard for the military than it is every day. Right. The forefront, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's very cool when you see females powerlifting as well. It's 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 nice to see. I agree because I think, unfortunately, you know, a lot of females are intimidated in the gym, and like you said, you know, it's awesome to see them in there because why, you know, why should they feel intimidated? They should all we should all be in there. We're all going for a common goal to stay in shape, to get stronger, and to just build up that mental game. So, like I said, I didn't want to focus all on powerlifting. So I had a you know interesting question. Would, if it wasn't for, you know, our dad being a big powerlifter and owning weights in the gym or owning weights in our basement, you know, when and if at all do you think you would have gotten into just weightlifting or just taking care of your body like that? Actually, a great question. I, to be honest, I never even – I never really gave much thought to that. So I guess I am, you know, super grateful for dad kind of getting me into that at such an early age. But to be honest, I, I really don't think I would have got too much into it until I got my license and I was able to drive myself to a gym. Um, yeah, which is obviously what I did. I lifted in our basement until about 16 or 17 when I got a license. The day I got my license is the day I joined a gym, a retro fitness. I don't even know if they're still around anymore, but it was right around the corner. It was, it was a little small gym. It was right in the corner of our shopping center near our house, but it had, a, obviously it had everything I needed. I trained, you know, I trained for a contest there. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I, I don't think it would have been at the forefront of my, my high school days at least. Um, if it wasn't for dad kind of inspiring me to start lifting at such a young age. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And honestly, um, I, I probably couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I, me and you are both, you know, I hate the word skinny. We're smaller guys, so I'm sure at some point in our life we would have been, you know, inspired to pick up some weights and make a change. But I don't think without our dad that we would have started at such a young age. And I, I think I say this for both of us how grateful we probably both are for that. Yeah, I uh... – I agree, you know, um, and I, I try and instill that upon people, you know, we got younger kids, you know, the youngest kids that join our unit are about 18 years old, and, you know, if, if, if you didn't have somebody pushing you to lift weights at such a young age, your chances are you're not going to do it, I mean, you don't have a car, you can't get yourself to a gym, you can't even, even if you can walk, you know, you got to be 18 to really join a gym or 17, or without, you know, parental supervision, so I just kind of instill that work ethic that, you know, was, was kind of passed down to me. Upon the, you know, these younger kids, you know, as soon as we get a new kid in the unit, you know, 18, 19, never really lifted weights, I try to get them in. And funny, I kind of, you know, I catch myself saying a lot of things that, you know, dad taught me when he was trying to teach me how to bench or squat or, you know, kind of whatever exercise it was. So it's kind of cool when the student becomes the mentor. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Um, like you were saying, you know, at a young age, we had the accessibility in the basement and, you didn't join a gym until you could drive. So with that being said, for maybe if there's any younger people listening, um, just talk about, because you mentioned running in calisthenics. That's something you can do no matter how old or where you're at. So just talk about, you know, how, how much of that you've done and how impactful you found it to be. Absolutely. So 
you know, like I said, like I said earlier, there is no one size fits all. You know, you're not always going to have access to weights. Unfortunately, unfortunately for us, we were lucky. But you know, the the vast majority of people really don't have access to weights or barbells or even dumbbells or kettlebells until they, you know, until they are able to drive to a gym. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I was never a big fan of calisthenics, you know, maybe just pull-ups. I did pull-ups when I would, when I would train my deadlift and stuff like that, but I never, I never really gave it a chance and I never realized how beneficial it was. Cause if you can't control your own body, then how are you supposed to control, you know, big weights? Um, and to be honest, I never realized that much until I joined the army, you know, you joined the army, you know, the stigma is true. You, you know, they, they crush you with push-ups and pull-ups and sit-ups and, you know, I, I, I noticed my body kind of formed, not form, but kind of became a lot more lean during basic training. You know, I, I finally had a six pack. I never really had a six pack or I would never really look super lean. I was always powerlifting, So I just kind of had that shorter guy, but I was a little bulkier. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely realized how much healthier too, when you, when you incorporate these body weight exercises, you incorporate a lot of running it, you know, your heart gets healthier, you know, you can kind of last longer in the gym. Um, but the biggest time I realized, <clears throat> excuse me, where the calisthenics really go hand to hand with weightlifting is during the quarantine because I had no access to any weights. You know, all I, all I had was a pull up bar because on military base, you know, there's a pull up bar every 30 feet. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so I did pull ups. I would do pull ups every day. I would do hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of push ups, pull ups. I, you know, I, there's a track there. I would run on the track. Um, you know, body weight squats, all that stuff. Um, you, listen, you, you you can crush yourself in 15 minutes if you if you just do push-ups and pull-ups straight. So, you know, so I was kind of, I was naive. I guess I'll say I was very naive in the, in, the, in the world of calisthenics. And I'm grateful, amongst many reasons, but I'm grateful for this quarantine in terms of that. Um, you know, now that I'm back in the gym, my joints really enjoyed that three-month hiatus from, you know, from pushing heavy weights. And I feel a lot healthier. Um, you know, for instance, a squat. You, you sit, you sit if you sit in the bottom of a squat position without any weight for, you know, two, three minutes a day, what that does for opening up your flexibility, opening up your hips, helping your, your squat form. It's, 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 it's insane. You know, um, what else can I say on that? But yeah, so I honestly think that even, even after this whole quarantine thing, you know, is over and the gym's open 24, seven, 365 again, you know, I, I think I'm going to take maybe a month or two off every year and just, Strictly focus on you know cardio and, and calisthenics because what it's done for me is, is, is insane. It's, it's tremendous. So I so to tie it back into your question is anybody who you know if you're 12, 13 years old and you're in sports or even if you're not in sports you just want to get healthy. You know there's nothing wrong with having a good push up, pull up, sit up regimen. You know you do that three, four times a week. You're going to get stronger. You're going to feel better about yourself. Um, the, the benefits of any type of exercise you know outweighs doing nothing. You know tenfold. So. So it sounds like then, like you're saying, the quarantine. Obviously, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of negatives and stuff. But it sounds like one positive you got out of it is the whole calisthenics thing, which it sounds like you plan on now incorporating within your um, your workout routine. Without a doubt, um, and I think that kind of ties into another benefit. I would say to weightlifting. You know, like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits. You know, you get bigger, you get stronger, you get faster. But what it does for your your, your mentality as well. You know, you're always you know, like I said, we we always kept it. We used to keep a journal, you know, with our progress. So each week you can literally see yourself getting stronger, you know. So I, I kind of took that. I, I, don't, I don't follow the composition book anymore, but I'll kind of set goals, you know. I want to I wanna deadlift X amount of weight by next month, and, and, you know, kind of stuff like that. And you track your progress that way. During the quarantine or anybody who, 
I was looking to set some goals. You know, I, I would say, let's do, you know, I want to do 500 push-ups every day this week. So that'll give you a total of 3,500 push-ups and I want to do a hundred pull-ups every day. So it really helps with goal setting and, and kind of, you start, you start goal setting and other sets, other, other uh, parts of your life. And I, I definitely think that working out really does set a foundation, you know, for the rest of your life in terms of goal setting and what it does for your mentality and, Absolutely. Uh, I definitely wanted to get into that mentality thing, but I just had I had one more last question on um, working out as a whole, just because I know one thing that might scare people um, could be an injury from just anything, lifting weights, you know, pulling a muscle, anything like that. So, have you ever had any injuries during working out? Ooh, that's actually a good question. Yeah. No, I mean, knock on wood. Now I'm going to tear an ACL or something tomorrow morning. But, <laughs> but uh, no, not, no, nothing, nothing serious. I haven't had any serious. But I, you know, I've had things that kind of kept me out. You know, between playing sports and lifting weights, it's it's a lot of stress on your body. Um, no, 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 no serious. No, not, nothing too serious. I, I think that attributes to, you know, dad from from a young age. You know, form like really pounded form into my head, and I, I think that's the biggest thing is. People nowadays they go into a gym and, and, and they live with their ego. You know they want to they want to be the guy to bench press three hundred pounds, but they don't know how to do it properly and they get hurt and then they can't bench press. You know it's better to bench press hundred pounds today and tomorrow than bench press three hundred pounds today but not be able to lift for the next six months. Right. Well, that that was a big thing for me. So my advice to anybody who's you know who's nervous about getting hurt or anything like that is you know. That little thing that you know is in your hand all all day long. Your that cell phone, you know, Google it. You know, Google, there's so much free stuff out there. I you know I wouldn't pay anybody to to teach you this stuff. You know, YouTube videos and Instagram videos and and just articles all over online. Just how do I do this? How do I properly bench? How do how do I how do I run properly? How do I do a pull up? How do I you know how do I squat? And you know, so just Google's your best friend, YouTube videos. That's, that's kind of how I did it after, after I started going to a gym and started working out on my own. I just, you know, Google and YouTube videos has been my best friend. I, and I attribute that to, you know, lifting, lifting optimally, not always, you know, not always lifting max. Bro. That's, that's, Honestly, I think that's great advice because I think that's another thing that might scare people from working out is they're worried about being judged. They're worried about their form being off. And like you said, Google's your best friend, Google and YouTube. I mean, I can, I can show you to myself. I've been in the gym before thinking like, I know work I want to do. I don't want to look stupid. Let me Google it real quick. And it walks you through it step by step. So I definitely agree with that, that anyone that needs to learn, wants to learn how to work out or just do do a different exercise with better form, definitely Google and uh, YouTube will be your best friend. Um, so a little bit different than the whole working out thing. I want to know how, you know, you already touched on briefly, but how has it affected you mentally? Uh, if um, just overall. Mentally, I think the biggest thing for me has just been just been the confidence. You know, when I was 12, 13, 14, um, you know, playing high school hockey at fourteen, just knowing that you know I, I lift weights and I, and you know I have a little mu- I have a little muscle and I have you know to rely on. You know, I'm not necessarily you know I still got knocked around a little bit as a you know a young freshman in high school, but but it helped. You know what I mean? It, I was a lot farther ahead as you know as opposed to if I didn't start lifting weights. Um, so from a young age, from that young age, that's kind of the biggest thing for me. But as I've gotten older, I kind of realized, you know, why why it's really part. You know, it, it really contributes to a successful day. You know, you get your workout in early in the morning; it sets the tone for your day. You're wide awake, or even, you know, unfortunately over here, you know, through the military, uh, we work out in the morning as a as a unit. So you don't get you know, which isn't really lifting weights; it's more of the calisthenics, like I kind of touched on earlier. 
you don't have time to lift weights until, you know, until after work. So for me, it kind of gives you something to look forward to. But as far as the mentality, it's confidence is the biggest thing as well as it's taught, it's taught me a lot about life, you know, um, you know, not quitting, you know, when you have, you know, you got three, 400 pounds on your back, you know, it's kind of like when life's getting you down, corny as a metaphor that is, but you know, you got to stand back up. You can't let it crush you. And if it does crush you, then you come back the next week and you hit it or you come right back and you hit it. Um, as well as it's definitely kind of connected me with a lot of people as well. Um, like I said earlier, it's kind of cool when the student becomes the mentor. I, you know, I've taught, you know, plenty of friends and, and new people here in our unit over here in Italy, you know, how to lift weights or just being more consistent, you know, and sometimes people need to push. Um, so I, I think fitness is a way of, you know, bringing a lot of people together that maybe wouldn't have normally hung out or really uh, associated with each other. Um, and then the last thing I would say is, is goal setting is it's, it's, it's the easiest way to see progress. You, you know, you see numbers on a page. Hey, I lifted 125 pounds today. I want to lift 130 pounds next week. It's, it's easy to quantify those goals. Um, and I think that's a big thing because you can carry that onto the rest of your life as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, those are all great points. And that's, that's kind of how I want to round off this episode. Um, we obviously did focus a lot on the working out and the weightlifting aspect, which is great. But I also want people to kind of understand the mentality that it, the foundation that it sets for you and you touched on that great. So before we get off here, um, is there any other advice you could give or just anything else you want to touch on, on working out as a whole? Yeah, I, I'll say my last advice. I, I guess this kind of goes for anything in life, but working out especially is there's going to be days where you don't want to work out. You know, you're going to be tired. You might be a little sore and just, just get it, just get it in that day. You know, no matter, you know, if you, if, no matter, no matter what's going on in your life, you know, consistency is the key, you know, you know, get out of bed and, and just do it. You're always, you're going to feel better. It's, it's no doubt you'll always feel better after a good workout. Um, and, and consistency, consistency is the key when it comes to working out. That's, that's my best advice. Uh, that's great. I couldn't agree more with you, honestly. Um, and just for the listeners, just so maybe they can learn a little bit more about you. Do you mind, uh, just tell them people they can find you on uh, Twitter as well as Instagram. Sure. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have too big of a social media presence, but I'm, I'm looking to change that. I, I, I think I'm going to start putting up some Instagram videos of working out and stuff like that. Kind of give people, you know, something to watch. Uh, so my Twitter handle is at Nick underscore kill course. And my Instagram is at N kill course. So you can follow me on there within, look, within the next couple of weeks. I'm going to start trying to put up some content to kind of give you a visual of some of the stuff I talked about today. Well, that's awesome, and uh, I really look forward to, to being on the lookout for that. And I also want to thank you for coming on the podcast, like I said, in the Army. Uh, I know you have a busy schedule, so I want to thank you, and definitely want to thank you for being the first guest on my podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Chris. No problem. And uh, so just so everyone knows, uh, episodes will be coming out every other Wednesday, starting off with this Wednesday when the podcast comes out. And I look forward to any feedback you guys have for me. And if anyone wants to come on the podcast, just shoot me a message. I'd love to get you on here. So with that being said, thanks, guys.